0: The power of the third day, I reordered a little bit of my lesson this morning, and I do believe that it's in order, I believe it's in the will of the Lord, and I do believe that God wants to speak with us and help us, and not just that, but God wants to challenge us and change us and compel us and encourage us and compel us. How many know that God still does that today? We're not just kind of sliding into home base, we're just We're giving it everything we got until the very end. Hosea chapter 6 and verse 1 makes this statement. The prophet declared, come and let us return unto the Lord, for he hath torn and he will heal us. He hath smitten and he will bind us up. After two days, will he revive us? In the third day, he will. Someone say, he will. Raise us up and we shall live in his sight. And if you're just coming on stream after a few weeks, it's... uh, Part of what we're speaking about is because the Apostle Peter made this declaration. He said, But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. And that's not just hyperbole and it's not just metaphor, but I do believe that God has a promise. We are in the third day, and we are living in the dispensation of the third day promise. And I do believe that God is in the midst of reviving. I do believe that God is at work bringing revival. I do believe, Joel chapter 2, that in the last days, saith of God, he would pour out his spirit upon all flesh. There is a picture, there's prophetic word, and there's promise to be received in this day, in our generation. And we don't want to miss it. We want to walk into it those pictures that we just saw just a moment ago tell me that we are living in a third day generation we are living in a third day prophetic promise we are living we're living where entire congregations are being come on they're seeing the light tammy sent me some pictures this week of some people that she's connected with on facebook and there are pastors in africa that are baptizing their congregations in the name of jesus Just because of some some work that she's doing on Facebook I'm telling you that God has prophetic promise that's being released in this day in our generation and I don't want to miss it I don't want to miss it for a moment if God's in the work of reviving revive me If if God's in the work of restoring someone just shout it restore me if God's in the work of come on bringing us into that powerful place someone say bring your power in me God Yes, in Jesus' name. I'll take that as your prayer and you may be seated. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 13. It's a scripture that we quote often because it's a revelation of understanding. When Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they say, some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets, and he saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. That revelation, that picture of a perfect promise, was standing in their midst. That Messiah that the prophets had preached about and that one that they had waited for was right there in front of them posing the question. That hope that that they had awaited was finally right before them and they still didn't completely understand who he was. It took the moment where he stood before them and said, who do men say that I am? He had to stir their logic. He had to get their question marks going in their mind. Anybody know that that has to happen with you? That has to, Kathy sometimes has to pose some very deliberate questions. Did you take the garbage out? Did you, did you remember such and such? Did you, did you, uh, were you, sometimes we've got to ask ourselves questions to get the old brain engaged. You know what I'm talking about? Well, it was more than just an engagement of their mental faculty that Jesus was looking for. He was trying to stir something that was deep in their spirit. You see, the word had been deposited in them. They had been looking for it, but sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. And standing right in front of them was the very hope that they had been waiting for. But he had to stir something up on the inside of them. He had to release a word, a prophetic word, a promise. And he began to say, well, who do men say that I am? But then he said, but whom say ye that I am? Let's forget about what the world thinks. Church, let's talk to us just for a minute. Do we have an understanding about who it is that we're serving this morning? Do we have an understanding about who's in the room with us today? Ah, uh, Who do we say that he is? That revelation is a powerful one. The Christ, the anointed one, was right there amongst them. He was standing in their midst. And finally, something, the unction, quickens Peter. And Peter brings that revelation. And, and, and you're, you're the Christ. You are the Christ. I don't know how he said it. I don't know if it was like, you are the Christ. I don't know how he said it. I don't know if it was like, you are the Christ. You are. I don't know how he said it. You are the Christ. I don't know how you want. I don't know how you're going to say it today. But I wish someone would just realize that he's the hope that we've been looking for. I wish that, the son, that someone would just let a revelation occur in your spirit and say, you know what? I've searched everywhere. I've looked high and I've looked low. And I just finally come to the realization this morning. This is what I need. He is who I have been. He's the Christ. He's that anointed one that binds up. He's that anointed one that destroys the bondage of sin. He's that anointed one that breaks the shackles and looses the bondages. He's that anointed one. And that anointed one is in the room this morning. He is the Christ, the anointed one. And he's here to bring a revelation of understanding about who he is. Because church, if we can ever get a revelation of who Jesus really is... If we could ever just get a revelation of his authority, if we could ever just get a revelation of his power. If we could ever get a revelation, it would stir us. It would compel us. It would pick us up. It would propel us into our day, into our week, into our activity. We would realize, huh, I've got God on my side. It doesn't matter what I face. It doesn't matter what comes my way. It doesn't matter the trouble. It doesn't matter the trial. The anointed one is on my side. The anointed one is walking with with me. The anointed one is working with me. The anointed one is right here, right now. I'm telling you, healing can happen in this room this morning. Deliverance can happen in this room this morning. Holy Ghost outpouring can happen in this room this morning because the anointed one is here. If we could just get a revelation, we couldn't stay in our seats. We couldn't sit back idly while he's here. He is still the Christ. He's still that anointing that destroys the yoke of bondage. He's still that anointing, come on, that looses shackles. He's still that anointing that brings healing. He's still that anointing that opens blinded eyes. He's still that anointing that opens deafened ears. He's still that anointing that looses crippled limbs. He's still that anointing. He's still that anointed one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, anointed one. Move in this room. Anointed one. it's right there if we just let them work there can be a sweep that goes from the left side to the right side there can be healing that happens from the front all the way to the back revival can occur in this room this morning if we just realize now are the Christ God you're the one that we've been waiting for you're not just storybook imprint but God you're the anointed one Come on, apostolic church. He's our life. He's the blood that flows. We sang about it. He's the blood that heals. He's the blood that changes. He's that blood, come on, that that brings sin back and puts it in its rightful place under the blood. He's that one. He's that one. A revelation. A revelation that stirred in Peter's spirit. A revelation that they had never had before. Can I let you know you can have that revelation this morning. Come on, we haven't got it boxed in. The hope that you've searched for is here. The help that you've looked for is here. The healer that you've needed is here. The answer that you've searched for is here, the anointed, thou art the anointed one, and he is here, someone say he's here, but along with this new revelation, came a new reality, that promise came with a price tag attached, because Jesus knew that it wasn't complete in itself for them to understand who he was, And for that reason, if you read on to the next verse in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 21, he continues on saying, Peter, you know, flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you, but my Father which is in heaven, that's that's not just knowledge speaking, that's unction talking. But he goes on, the next verse, he said, From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day and you see it from that point on it's peppered through his preaching and teaching to his disciples it's recorded at least nine times that we have in scripture but probably many more times that we don't that he reminded his disciples his hearers the scribes the Pharisees anyone that was in his vicinity about what would occur his death was imminent. Yes, he was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world, but he never left the story there. He always continued so that they would be reminded about the fact that death doesn't mean it's over. He would always say that he would be killed, but in the third day. In the third day he would be rose up. In Matthew chapter 17 and verse 22, it says, while they abode in Galilee, Jesus saith unto them, the son of man shall be betrayed into the hands of men and they shall kill him. And the third day he shall be raised again. And they were exceeding sorry. You know why? Because all they heard was that he was going to die. In Matthew 20 and verse 17, and Jesus going up to Jerusalem took the twelve disciples apart in the way and saith unto them, He paused. He 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 stepped off to the side of the road and said, Hang on a minute, let's let's pull off into the rest area. We gotta talk for a moment. Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man shall be betrayed into the chief priests and unto the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death. And he shall they shall deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and discourage and to crucify him. And the third day. He shall rise again. He said, I I don't want you to get messed up in the middle of what's happening. In Luke chapter 13 and verse 31. The same day there came certain of the Pharisees saying unto him, Get thee out and depart hence, for Herod will kill thee. You're messing up Herod's plan. You're messing up Herod's politics. You're messing up Herod's world. And Jesus says, Go ye and tell that fox. Sometimes I just, oh, I love the words of Christ. Behold, I cast out devils. I do cures today and tomorrow. He said, but on the third day, I shall be perfected. There's something coming. I, even if Herod has the power to deliver me, and even if power, uh, he, Herod releases the power for me to die, he said, on the third day, don't miss it. I shall be perfected he repeated it he re-preached it over and over again because he knew why why did, he knew that in seasons of sorrow we would need a reminder he knew that there would be days when it didn't make sense we're in a season like that today death is difficult because mortality doesn't make sense to the immortal part of us that's the paradox we know, we read it, to be absent from the body is present with the Lord. And this life is temporary. We, we know that. But it doesn't change the way that we feel. And so God comes in seasons like that to remind us. Luke 24, verse 1. We've just gone through the horror of the crucifixion. We've just watched as Joseph of Arimathea. Begs the body of Christ and buries him in his own tomb. We've waited through the season of the night. And it says, now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came to the sepulcher. Bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. Some say, wow. Wow. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass as they were much perplexed here, thereabout. So they're confused. They're, they're perplexed. Remember, Jesus is just taught over and over. Aren't you glad that God's faithful with us when we are so simple? He has taught them, he's reminded them, he's preached to them. From the moment that they understood who he was, he's declared it. Peter, yes, you're right. Now listen, this is what's going to happen. Why? In seasons of sorrow, we need a reminder. So behold, in that moment, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said said unto them, these angels speak, why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but he has risen. Then they said, remember, someone say remember, how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise Again, he said, remember that? You know, in other words, God sees them in their perplexity. God sees them in their confusion. God sees how they've just gone through everything that he said would occur. And here they are in an empty, borrowed tomb. It all makes sense if they would just stop and remember. And they're just like. And in my mind, I just see God sometimes on the throne going. (laughs) Oh, man. Go go and remind them. And so the angels show up and they're like, remember how? Remember how he spake unto you? Remember? Do you remember? Remember Galilee? Remember? Remember Caesar? This is what he said. Remember what he said about the third day. Remember? Remember how? He was going to be delivered into the hands of sinners. He was going to die a faithful death, but on the third day, the reason the tomb is empty is because of the promise, the resurrection power promise attached to the third day. And the third day he'll rise again. And then verse 8 says, Look at it, verse eight, and they. And all of a sudden, it's like, "Whoa, this is what he was talking right on." You got it. Remember, remember. His word, and they remembered his words. Listen, and they returned from the sepulcher and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Remember the rest of them that got the same message and the rest of them that were so confused and perplexed along with them. They came back with angelic visitation. They came back with an understanding of revelation. They came back with information to turn their situ. Is that enough situation around? Have we rhymed enough? about their situation, they came back with all of that and surely these Apostles that were going to pen the words Matthew and Mark come on, the Luke and John and Peter and Andrew, Jude, you're going to author the New Testament you're going to receive the word, you're going to turn the world upside down, get ready for it listen, verse 11 And their words seemed to them as idle tales, and they believed them not. The end. This is where the church ends. This is where the story stops because Jesus had just invested his entire life's ministry into the fact that these guys could, would, should believe that he could do what he promised on the third day. And when the ladies come back and said, angels visit us, the tomb was open. The napkin was folded. Come on, we, this is what, what he, he reminded us of the words that on the third day he would rise again. You know what the guys say? Idle tales. Just don't be so stupid. Their words seemed as idle tales, and they believed them not. They needed that reminder, but, the, you know, you know, but God's not finished yet. Many of us would be done by now. Many of us would kind of write off the story of history and say, well, let's just start again. Clean slate. Let's, let's, get, let's go back to the garden. Let's, let's just kind of erase humanity. Let's, no, no, no. That's not what God says. God says, you know what? In seasons of sorrow, they just need a reminder. I'm not finished yet. And so as the two of them in Luke 24 verse 13, it says, behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus. And they talked together as those things which had happened. And, and they still can't make sense of it all because in seasons of sorrow, we need a reminder and it came to pass that while they commune together and reason Jesus himself draws near maybe maybe the the, the tomb empty and stone rolled away. The impossible stone rolled away. The guarded tomb is empty. The stone's been rolled away. Angelic visitors. Mary's got the revelation. They got the word, the revelation, the understanding. Uh, maybe, maybe that would be enough. So, it, But it wasn't so I'm going to show up myself. So Jesus himself draws near and goes to them. And surely this is going to be the moment. In verse 16, but their eyes were holding that they should not know him. Jesus, oh. and he said to them, what manner of communications are these that you have one with another as you walk in our sad? And one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answering said unto him, art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem? Hast thou not known the things which are come to pass in these days? And he said unto them, what things? No, I don't know how Jesus said it. What things? And they said unto him, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet mighty indeed and word before God and all the people and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be crucified to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. Besides all of this, today is the third day since these things were done. And I'm sure at this point Jesus is like, you don't say. <laughs> really. We trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed us. Our eyes are and We don't understand why. Because in seasons of sorrow we need a reminder. Church, can I remind us today in this season of sorrow we have a great hope. We have a resurrection power hope in this day. We have a resurrection power authority in this day. It's, come on, and... and you know why? Because we're all Emmaus Road disciples. We don't see it clearly. We're kind of stumbling our way along, but God still shows up. He still shows up with angelic visitation. He still shows up with revelation. He still shows up with information that can turn this whole thing around in that moment, but sometimes we don't get it. So he shows up himself, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the authority, come on, the one with all authority, the anointed one shows up in our midst sometimes, and he begins to walk with us. Us, and he asks us pointed questions and he begins to kind of stir something in our spirit and we don't even realize it but our hearts are burning in us right now come on Emmaus Road disciples it's time to release a third day prophetic promise in our midst get the picture with me the literal promise is right there in front of them and they don't get it he's speaking with them and they don't get it. Their hearts are burning within them, and they don't get it. But before we go, remind ourselves that we have a ton of teaching about this end time latter day promise. It's been given. God's been speaking with us. God's been challenging us. God's been encouraging us. He's kind of letting us see into the glimpses of what he is doing all around the globe. And God's trying to light a fire inside of us because he wants us to realize that this is our day. This is our third day. This is our prophetic promise. In the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit. In the third day, he will revive us in this day. This is a day of revival. This is a day of prophetic promise and hope. This is that day. I'm so glad that all of our kids are in with us. It's so cute. One of them asked his dad last week, Why does Pastor Jack always holler? <laughs> I've thought of that a number of times this week. I'm thinking about it right now. I didn't have an answer. But I think I got one now. I holler because you don't. (laughs) Would you holler so I don't have to? This third-day prophetic promise has been referred to, preached, prophesied, reminded, declared. It's been determined that we won't miss it in our spirits, in our preaching, in our teaching. But sometimes, like the Emmaus Road disciples, we're shuffling along with our sandals dragging in the dust of the Emmaus Road. And God is right here, right now. Amongst us. The promise of the power of the resurrection has been decidedly declared and done. Could it be that we are living in the third day? We have all the information, but we have yet to receive a revelation of what God wants to do right here, right now. Could it be that we're living beneath our spiritual authority? Could it be that we're putting up with too much from the enemy? Could it be that we're dealing with too much sickness, that we're dealing with too much stuff, that we're dealing with too much attack from the enemy because we don't take... Come on, we still don't understand. We still don't understand that we have authority. We still don't understand this day that we are living in is the greatest day that the church has ever seen And we're still trying to walk like we've been walking for the past 60 years. But it's a new day. Exclamation mark, period. I won't holler it. But would you? We can come back to the music. No wonder Paul wrote to the church at Philippi. He was on in his years, but also in his ministry. And he said that I may know him. I've often misquoted that. I've said that I may know him in the power. But he said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of his sufferings, be made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. We, we know him. CCC, we know him. We have the world's best teacher. Right there, he says, "I'm a teacher." I'll call him. I'll call him. I'll call him a a teacher. We understand we have a we have pages that we have printed we have wore photocopiers out printing information about who Jesus is we know him we know him Paul said that I may know him but don't stop there you see the third day promise is that we get to know him and the power of his resurrection and resurrection power is never realized in the first day, that's death. Resurrection power is never realized in the second day, that's burial. Resurrection power isn't completely realized in repentance. Resurrection power isn't completely realized in baptism. Resurrection power happens On the third day that we may know him in resurrection power that happens when we begin to operate in the supernatural that happens when we begin to operate in the Holy Ghost that happens when we're called into places of prayer that we've never been before why because we're getting to we know him but now we're getting to know him and the power of his resurrection and God wants someone to know you've got power that you didn't even know you had you've got authority that you've yet to realize you've just got to turn it on it's there don't miss it we know him we know him like Peter did thou art the Christ we know him we can declare the greatness of who he is we think we can declare the mighty God in Christ to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself we know who he is we understand we have a revelation we have a revelation of who Jesus is but do we have a revelation of the power and authority that comes along with knowing who he was because Come on, let's just think about it. Back up with me to the beginning of the lesson. It was just in that moment of that revelation, Jesus began to say, yeah, but it doesn't stop there. This is what's gonna happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna be delivered. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be dead. I'm gonna be in a borrowed tomb, but I'm gonna rise again in the third day. So, church, in the third day, in this prophetic day of promise. Don't miss what God wants to do. We have all the information that can turn the world upside down. But God needs to turn the church upside down before He can turn the world upside down. God, turn me upside down so I can turn a world up. Side down. We can raise the screen and you can stand together with me. It's been my privilege to greet you this morning. I don't want to miss what God has for us. I don't want to miss it because I'm distracted by things happening in our world. I don't want to miss it so... And is it a necessary... Does it need our attention? Absolutely. What's happening in our world needs our attention. But we don't need to be distracted by it. Church, laser focused, Gear in to what God wants to do in this day. Yep, don't spend all your time in the newspaper looking at what wrong is going on in our world. Don't spend all the time surfing the news sites. I get so sick. I want to find out how I can turn off the news feed on my phone. I get so sick of hearing about Donald Trump. This isn't even his country. You know what I want to hear about? I want to hear about Charles Robinet baptizing another church in Jesus' name. Why? Because that's about third day prophetic promise. It's about a generation. Come on. In this day, in the last day, saying, God, I will, I will, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. That's what I want to hear about. Because it aligns with, come on, that's just a revelation. It's an understanding. This isn't just a story. I don't want to be an Emmaus Road disciple. Jesus shows up. Come on, they got the walk down, they got the head down, they got the spirit down. I want to be an Acts 2 disciple, that when they finally have a revelation and understanding and outpouring in their spirit, something happens, ha <laughs> come on, the doors of the upper room get kicked out. Peter steps out and said, we aren't drunk as you suppose. It's just, come on, it's just a, this isn't wine, this is the Holy Ghost. That's what I want to hear about! I want to hear about that! I want to be that! In this end time, would you lift both your hands? God, endue us with power. Endu us with authority this morning. Endu us, God, with a third day apostolic anointing. God, endue us, God, until we can't walk the way we intended on walking. Endu us with power so that we'll change the world that we're in give us this resurrection power, not just for the end of our life, but God through the remainder of our life. Not just so that the spirit that's in us can quicken our mortal bodies in our death, but so that the spirit that dwells in us can quicken our mortal bodies in this life. That's what we're praying for this morning. That's what we're asking you about today. Would you let that be your prayer this morning? Would you lift both hands? begin to see it in your mind's eye what can happen by faith can you begin to see it what can happen by the power of the Holy Ghost can you begin to see come on deaf ears being open can you begin to see blinded eyes being opened can can you begin to see that we're going to have to have multiple services because this building isn't going to hold everybody COVID or no COVID it don't matter it's not going to be enough God's going to do that kind of miraculous work God's going to do that kind of revival in the third day it's the latter and the former reign together I'm laying hold on every promise that they received in that first generation revival but I'm bringing it into this generation revival I want it God I need it I honor what we've had, but God, I'm looking for what we've got yet to come. Come on, if you're, if you're with somebody that's in your bubble, if you're with your family, I wish you'd just gather together, link arms, arm to arm, shoulder to shoulder if you're if you're near somebody that you are usually connected to i don't want to break any boundaries not trying to break any rules not trying to overstep restrictions but if you're with somebody because let me tell you this isn't going to come alone this is going to come as we join together and invite the power of the holy ghost into our homes invite the power of the holy ghost into our schools. students you're back you know what it's time for it's time for a revival in our classes you got half the week off it's about It may be, come on, it may be that you may not be in the class, but you're being used by God to turn your world upside down because that's going to happen in this generation. As you're connected together. Where's Justin? Oh. That camera's fine. I won't move. Come on down. You're in my bubble. I'm not doing this alone either. Everybody find somebody. Ready to do this? You want to (laughs) preach? He said, I've been there. Is he taller than me now? I'm going to need some of them platform boots if anybody's got a pair in size 9. I'm just kidding. Anybody ready for more of God? Anybody ready to do this together? Let's pray. Father, I ask for your anointing to rest. God, for your anointing to rest in our homes. God, I pray for your anointing to rest in our workplaces. God, I'm asking for your anointing to rest on our families, God. We're praying, Jesus, let there be a supernatural outpouring in this generation like we have never seen before. God, if your word said that it was a ladder and the former rain that would come together, We're asking today, God, let that pour out. Let that rain down. God, let it overflow the banks. I pray, God, if you overflowed the banks of Jordan, God, then you can overflow the banks of New Brunswick. You can overflow the banks of our nation. You can overflow the banks. Come on, God, we're praying. Don't let it be restricted. Don't let us hold it back. But we're praying, God, for a great, mighty authority outpouring latter day end time like never before revival God come on somebody pray in the Holy Ghost there's a there's resurrection power in this room. Someone you've already declared that this life, this spiritual life, this spiritual hope isn't for you. I come to let someone know it's not over yet. God's speaking resurrection power into your spiritual man. And it's time for you to rise up into the promise He's already given you. It's time for you to rise up into the hope you already have, but you thought it was dead. It's not dead. It's this it's this third day. Prophetic promise. Yes, Jesus!